Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the V Superheroes. Hey, uh, Fredericks. Stan, one Stan. Yeah, one Stan. Uh, last, last time it was Stan's, but right now it's uh, back to one. I lost the battle of uh, multiplying even more uh, and uh, going to three. But still, but still, we have a guest today. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, not, not sure if it's Gianni, Jan, but uh, maybe it's a good, uh, good uh, way to get yourself introduced. And uh, let's start with the name. That's a, a good one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hello, guys. Hello, everyone out there. You know, well, first of all, guys, thank you for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here. So it's actually Gian Piero. It's an Italian name. Okay. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Gian Piero Perino. Uh, well, I'm part of this uh, solutions engineer team here at VMware, focused on the VMware SD1 solution. Previously known as Bello Cloud, you know the old Bello Cloud name. Uh, I've been here for almost about two years now. I'm based in Barcelona, Spain. I'm covering the whole EMEA area. Uh, I'm coming from the telco world, so I used to work uh, in one of the big telcos back in Milan, Italy, also as a pre-sales engineer. So I think that's the reason why I've been always very passionate about the networking and telecommunications work. Um, on a personal note, I am Italian, but I was actually born in Caracas, Venezuela, so a country a bit far away from here, and I came here to Europe to, Europe to study, to my finish my studies in telecommunications engineering, and I, I stayed here, you know, ever since, so. All right, That's so me. welcome, <laughs> welcome on the podcast, Giampiero. Then it's uh, the, the right, the right name. So, uh, so um, today, as, as you as you already said, um, you are um, yeah, part of what was formerly known as as Velo Cloud. Yeah. Um, you you didn't well, <laughs> it may be a little bit uh, strange, but I'm going to say you didn't come with the acquisition, or you joined later. No, no, I joined VMware, so yeah, I like VMware guy. You know, they, we, okay, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you were not part of the of the Velo Cloud team before it got uh, acquired right. by. by that's right um so uh maybe um something to start off with um what what are you actually responsible for and what is what 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 is your field of knowledge and 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 why is it important for our partners and customers that's a good question so i'm responsible for uh, as of today only the vmware sd1 solution maybe will change you know on second half we are looking at some some changes right now but as of today i'm only responsible for the vmware sd1 velo cloud and i'm, I'm um, with c2 customers c2 customers means commercial customers so they are not you know the biggest customer not the smallest one but they are the commercial ones and i cover all these customers from Barcelona, Spain. So, you know, I contact them remotely. And I think it's important because, you know, I have, uh, well, it, it's, in, it's the networking thing, you know, always the networking thing is very important. So if you have applications or, you know, you, you have your data centers, you have your applications, but if these applications are not getting to the end users in an efficient way, no matter how efficient your data center will be, uh, the one is always, important, you know, transport is always important. So I think that's, you know, that's a key part, you know, how the networking stuff, how the SD1 uh, can bring into uh, can, all the benefits that SD1 can bring into the enterprise network. Yeah. And maybe an, an add-on question to, to what you just said. Um, you you said to the end user or the end yes. customer, what, what 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 can we define as an end customer? Because if you if you look, for example, at, at what we are doing, I think you as well. You're working from uh, from home. I'm sure that uh, the other products are working from home and me as well. Um, is that what you mean as an end user, or are there other um, other end users in 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 that same? Uh, um, well, definition? end users. Yeah, that could be. I think that would be the main definition. End user, like end user 
devices maybe, you know, the end user experience, how applications are reacting, applications are performing, but we can also think about IoT devices, for example, that there is no, you know, people behind those devices. So we can be talking about, uh, I don't know, video uh, surveillance systems, we can be talking about any other IoT devices. So I think that the thing that matters here is how applications get to that place and, and you know, maintain that performance, the good performance of especially business critical applications. Yeah, makes sense. So you, you you mentioned during your introduction that you used to work for a telco uh, company, yes. and now you're talking to what it seems, uh, yeah, commercial customers. So not not the biggest customers around. Uh, let, let's mm -hmm. call it that. What what is the, what is for them um, the most important use cases? Huh? You you already mentioned laptops and IoT devices and and cameras perhaps, mm -hmm. but what what do you see? that is important for them? What, what, they, what do those customers bring to the table as, please discuss this, because this, this is key for yeah. us, this works. Yeah, well, I think there are three, I would say there are three main needs, you know, that are driving the need for SASE uh, or, you know, for, for SD1. So that, there are two things here. On one side, we have SD1. On the other side, we have SASE. So um, SD1 is the foundation of SASE. And SASE, it's, it's a term called, uh, it was originally defined by Gartner called Secure Access Service Edge. And, you know, the idea with SASE is to bring cloud networking and cloud security, uh, set all these services together and, you know, provide a unique holistic solution for all the enterprise sizes. So this is SASE. SASE, it's, um, of course, comprises SD1 services, but it's not only about SD1, right? So what's, you know, why? SD1 and why SASE is important to all, you know, all end users and customers today. So first of all, we have, I would say, yeah, these three main needs. The first need was to be how applications are shifting into the cloud. We all see that enterprises, you know, are in this movement of applications uh, out of data centers. So applications are not anymore just in one static place. They, they might be still in data centers, some of them. Maybe others have, others have become SaaS applications. Others can be hosted in ES environments. So there is, you know, there is not such a deterministic way to access these resources. Second point, and it's always important, back to what we were talking about before, about the user's location. So that's, you know, exactly that. So users are not uh, anymore in the static branch or campus. So they are, uh, especially nowadays, you know, with this pandemic situation and COVID, many employees are accessing the enterprise network from home, or they can be accessing, well, hopefully, you know, in the future, in the soon future, we will be able to travel again. There will be a lot of people in transit connecting to the enterprise network from coffee shops, airports, essentially, you know, from anywhere. So the other big thing about here is the devices that these users are using, you know, this can be uh, enterprise devices or this can be personal devices. So there is not uniformity anymore in the ownership model. And these devices can be, you know, in the past, they will be always handled or managed by the enterprise. Now we can see a very fragmented type of devices. So we can see laptops, we can see uh, mobile phones, we can see smartphones, we can, as we said before, video conferencing system, IoT devices. So we have, you know, a really lot of type of devices. We have really um, different ownership model. And the third point in, 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 this, in this question is the, we can say the combination of these first two points, right? 
Because if, you, if we think about it, we have different resources hosted in different places. So applications are hosted in SaaS, in SaaS providers, in ES environments. You have all different type of devices uh, or users, I'm sorry, using all different type of devices accessing the enterprise network. So, you know, the, this is drastically increasing the surface area of attack. And you as an enterprise, it's very complicated and very complex to manage all of these things and to secure all your, net, all your network because you don't have a force point, you know, like a choke point, a boundary point, but you can apply all your security policies and that's it. No, there is no, you, you are losing this, you know, this traditional enforcement point when you have, when your traffic come all, when all your traffic comes into the data center and then, you know, goes everywhere else. So you are losing this kind of, shock point, force point, and you have this huge, you know, variable of, of, of resources and users and devices that are accessing the network in a, you know, non, non-uniform way. I, I love that you call it the choke point um, because that resonates very well uh, <laughs> with, with me. So <coughs> let, 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 let's dial back uh, a bit. You mentioned SD-WAN as, as mm-hmm. a technology and you mentioned SASE as a yes. technology on top of SD-WAN. Let's try and distill them a bit because I'm not sure all our listeners know very well yep. the capabilities of, of both uh, of those solutions. Let's start with, with SD-WAN. Why should the average company, the average organization look at VMware mm-hmm. for their SD-WAN solution? Well, uh, the, we are, as a VMware, well, we, our VMware solution, we are uh, focused on you know, cloud-first companies. So the, with the VMware SD-WAN, you will have um, a solution able to allow you to improve your quality of your connections, whether we are using MPLS, you are using the internet, we are able to improve the quality of the connection, we are able to uh, offer you an optimized way to access to your SaaS applications, to access to your cloud-based applications. With, because we have this huge network of, uh, we call it VMware's different gateways, in which they help to build this overlay network on top of your, we can say, underlay network. Uh, we are transfer agnostic, so we can have MPLS, internet, as I was saying before, 4G, uh, soon 5G as well. And we can use all these different paths to build this overlay network. And we can actually improve that communication uh, using different techniques. One of them, for example, is our DMPO technique. DMPO, uh, it's dynamic multipath optimization. This is, you know, <laughs> SD1 acronyms. And what we did, our DMPO techniques does is you can use all the paths based on the quality of the path, based on how important is your application, the requirements of your applications, and then you can select the path most suitable for your application. So maybe this application is important for you. You will send it to the best suitable path for that specific application. Maybe this other application allows you know to have maybe some um, more. Mm, mm, error, let's say, on, on the application path. So you can have this flexibility. You can have a per packet dynamic steering. So whenever you have a brownout or some kind of, um, yeah, some kind of thing that is going on with one link, you can use other links at the same time. And because we do per packet, we have this way in which we can maintain one single flow. We have the way in which you can prioritize applications. So there is a lot of techniques within the VMware's development technique that allows you to have a better communication, a better quality of your network on top of you know different type of underlay. But what I especially like about that is the um, 
comparison to, to what, what I love at VMware, which is NSX. And that uh, is, you know, taking a, a, a rudimentary network, and I just called the internet rudimentary, that's not what I meant, but, um, you know, uh, a, a network that we all use for what it's worth, and we promote that or demote that, if you want, to a transport layer, Right, that's now just in charge of making sure that packets go from left to right as fast as the internet can handle. And on top of that, we add an overlay, as you, as you call it, which is the, the perfect term, but uh, it now becomes something programmable, something yeah. where we can say between those geographically spread locations, we can optimize traffic based on the application that is important for us as a company That's right. uh, and add the proper security, which is actually my next question. Um, when we talk about SASE, SASE spelled S-A-S-E, <laughs> right? Yeah. Stands for Secure Access Secure Edge, I think, or Service Edge. Yeah, whatever. Service Edge, yeah. Yes. So in the previous example, I, as I said, security twice, which means security is very important in, in this offering. What is it that we're doing so special on the security part specifically for SASE? Okay, well, that's that's a good question. And actually, SASE, SASE is the way, okay, we have SD1 already, but SASE is not only about SD1, as we, as, as we were saying before, there are other components that are included into SASE. So first component in SASE, we can say it's, of course, the SD1 part. So, you know, the SD1 gateways, as I was saying before, is the, uh, let's say, is the foundation of SASE. So all the traffic from your branches, all the traffic from, let's say from your data center, if they have an SD1 edge out there, can get into the SASE cloud, let's say your SASE pops, and, and then you know it can get there using the overlay. So using all the benefits of the, the SD1 and, and, and the DMPO, as we were talking about before. That's not the only company. So the other security companies that, can, that SASE can provide is second company secure access. This is the way in which, this is our part of our zero trust implementation delivered by the SASE pop. And when we use the, the term zero trust, we mean that there is an implicit deny. So we don't trust anyone, right? And, and based on who you are as a user, based on of the context of usage, we can perform some risk assessment and we can compute a specific type of whitelist for that specific user. Today, that component, the secure access component, um, the first use case today, it's a remote access offering. So the way in which we, we allow end users to access to enterprise resources by having some uh, software-based client on their end user devices. So in that way, we allow these users using, you know, using this, this software. Uh, today, this software is workspace one, so a part of you know, our VMware portfolio. And we can bring their connections into the SASE pop using some kind of TLS or DTLS tunnel. And from then, from there, we can do whatever we want. So from that traffic, you know, that is protected coming from the end user device, we can apply security policies. We can then bring the traffic down towards the SD1 path to some data centers. If they need to go to some applications hosted in the data center, maybe we can bring that traffic go to the SAS or maybe to the EAS environment. So we can, this is a way in which we can enforce traffic to go from the end user device to the, to the SASE pop. Uh, and the whole idea, of course, with SASE is to have a bunch of SASE pops across the world uh, as close as possible to, you know, to the end user. And from that, from that point, we can you know, redirect that traffic into, for example, some cloud security provider as well. And that's 
the second component, secure access, that's the, that's the way in which we can secure or we can bring that traffic from end user devices into the SaaS repo. The third component, and it's always important about security, is the cloud web security. And this is another thing to, let's say, another big, big component about SASE. So this is for secure, um, security enforcement, right? So for traffic going or exiting the enterprise. And this is where, you know, uh, tra all traffic going to SAS or maybe all traffic going to the general internet, we can apply all these security features such as URL filtering, antivirus, malware protection, CASB. Uh, we have also data loss prevention, remote browser isolation, all this stuff into that traffic. So we can enforce all traffic, you know, coming from end users, coming from uh, SD1 branches, coming from anywhere to go to these SASE pops to have this enforcement point, this, this, you know, this way in which we can control the traffic, we can apply security policies, and then we can then do what traffic do what you know what is best for that traffic, you know, either allow them to go to the closest SaaS or you know entry point for that major and uh, cloud provider, maybe a SaaS provider, or getting that traffic into this DC. So that's the way in which you know we can provide security. There's a fourth component also for security that actually is you know it's 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 the NSX firewall. And this is the way in which we can protect traffic within the enterprise. So traffic coming from branch one to the SASE pop and then going back to branch two, we can protect that traffic. We can apply uh, different features such as you know, IDS APS, anti-malware of that traffic. And then it's, it's the way in which you know, we can provide another layer of security for traffic within the enterprise. So this is the way in which you know, SASE with SD1 and with these other components you know, uh, can provide this, let's say, evolved wave to handle your traffic on the overlay with SD1 and on the secure part with secure access, secure uh, cloud web security and the NSX firewall together into a unique solution. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Extremely and powerful. the best part, I, I think I forgot to say, is like you will be managing this from a single pane of glass. There will be a single dashboard when you can have, you know, you can apply your SD1 policies, you can apply your security policies, you can say, hey, traffic from this branch, from the SD1, I, I needed to go uh, to be filtered with, you know, these kind of features. So you have all of these with one single pane of glass. That's actually the VCO, that's the, the same interface we're using right now for the VMware one solution, it will be the, the same one for, you know, the security services provided by SAS. Can I... Sorry, yeah, Frederick, and, and assume because I, I, the other Frederick will have a lot of technical questions. And um, what I was thinking, uh, you were talking about SD1 and optimizing, and you were talking about security, and, and it sounds mm -hmm. all amazing. I was taking a, a, a level up and, and thinking about why should a customer be interested? What are what are the benefits? What is, what is the value of this? Because optimizing for optimizing. Uh, C level, he will he won't care about uh, yeah. the, the the VMware tunnel that we're doing and, and those kind of things. He, he is interested in, in, in the risk and so on. Gianno, uh, Piero, uh, Gian Piero, what is your yeah, yeah, no, that's that's, that's actually an excellent uh, question. So th there are two really really pain points that you know uh, that VMware SASE is helping here. It's it's helping to, to address. Let's say so. The first pain point is about. IT security team. So how do we alleviate, you know, this, this burden with the enterprise IT security team, right? Because if we think about it, we have these, these, these guys, you know, from the IT team, they need to maintain a stack of different security appliances because we know uh, today when we are, when we have, to, when we want to solve some 
special attack. You know, there are different security solutions for each kind of attack. So we have, you know, IPS ideas for something, we have anti-malware for something, and IT teams need to, you know, maintain all these different stack of security appliances within the data center, because normally that's, you know, that's where traffic is always coming in. They need to keep all these different appliances, the software up to date. They need to integrate all these security appliances within themselves. They need to integrate them with the network. They need to integrate them with the applications. They need to test all of this. And then this is just about one data center. If, if we have multiple data centers, then we need to replicate that effort and, and think about elasticity, think about redundancy, reliability, all those things. And this is really a burden you know, for enterprise IT security teams. With SASE, the proposition is really simple to offer network and security, network security as a service. So we will maintain in our SASE pops, in, in our cloud, uh, all the security stuff. We will take care of all the integration, redundancy, capacity planning, we provide, and you know, all these things that you, know, you, you won't think to worry anymore as an IT guy. We going, we're, you just are going to provide you a simple and easy to use management interface that is, you know, again, the same that we use for SD-WAN. But you can have, you can apply all your policies, but you can have, you know, your, your, all your, you know, your different things to configure that scenario. And you can even go at your own pace in the sense that if you want to go, for example, if you need now some secure access and SD-WAN, but not the club's web security, so you can think, you can uh, expand on your own pace. You can, you, can, you can have one of the components bef uh, before, and then, you know, expands to the other components uh, in a step-by-step -step basis. So it's really easy to manage and everything will be offered as a service. So that's the first main point and it's a huge one. The fact that you don't need to worry anymore no about all these things, about maintaining, about you know, uh, keeping integrated, uh, all these things about your security appliance in, the, in, the, in your data center. The second main point is about the end users. So how do we, how do we improve, let's say the end user experience? How do we make how do we make it better for the end users to have, you know, for, for these applications? So, because as we said before, end users are accessing enterprise network for, from everywhere. They are accessing from branches, from home, from coffee shops, from the airport, well, from the airport soon enough, let's hope, uh, but from everywhere, you know, and in the past when traditional, with traditional architectures, you will have all the traffic coming into the data center when you can have that choke point, that enforcement point, uh, and apply security policies and, 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 and then that traffic would need to go back maybe because that application is maybe hosted on the SAS or maybe on the EAS. So that's as well an inefficient way to access your resources. So all the traffic coming from all these different users to get to the, you know, a simple point, it's not very efficient. So with the net and especially with this new network architecture, as I was saying before, applications are changing, are, are hosted in no more in the data center, but in the EAS, in the SaaS applications, in the SaaS providers. So yeah, this hard pinning you know, of traffic to the data center and going back is not a good way. So the idea with SaaS as well is to take the best path from the user's location to where the application is hosted. So no more hard pinning to the data center and getting back. Because you know, we all know the internet is the best it's the best effort technology, right? So especially on the last mile and where you know, we get closer to the user, and this is where the SD1 solution comes into play, right? So we can improve that path, that part of the, of the network. So we can improve uh, that specific area, the last mile from the end user location to the SASE pop. And then from the SASE pop, we can improve that, the network quality connection using the SD1. And from there, we can have the best path to 
the SaaS provider or maybe the data centers because you know maybe the end users are accessing resources that are located in the data center. So we can have as well policies saying, okay, this application will go to the data center and you will have the best path uh, towards them. Because maybe normally people will think about latency. Latency is one big problem, you know, when your traffic is going, it's being a hard pain to the data center and then getting back. So latency is one first problem and that's 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 for sure. But what if, what if, what if your path between, what is the path between the end user location and the data center? It's, it's, it's not good. So if we talk about packet loss, if we talk about different things, you know, it's just, it's just not latency. Maybe the path, the direct path between the user location and the application or what the application is hosted is much more better. It's much better than, you know, that, that this path between the user location, data center, and then going back to the SaaS. So this is where you know we can improve that. We can uh, make things better from the for from the end user experience point of view, and and SASE comes into a big play here. I got a question that is playing into my field as well. Um, part of your first answer was uh, everything is being uh, it's easier for the for the teams to manage everything. Um, how do partners play a role in this? Because this is an important one, I think, as well, where, uh, and for example, some of our partners do have um, um, security operating centers as SOCs for, 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 that basically they are providing to their end users. Um, how easy is it for a partner to, to, to sign up between brackets um, for, to, to manage or partially manage then um, the, the solution for their customers and then resell it, basically? Okay, so you mean about, you know, kind of um, MSP partners who are like... Sort of, yeah. So, uh, so, so for example, uh, what, what, I, what I see happening is that some of our customers uh, or our partners, sorry, uh, have a, a, a SOC on their own uh, if they, okay. and, and they, they are basically providing a service to their end users, uh, which is not only uh, SD1 or SASE, but might be other things as well. Um, now, how easy is it for our partners to... to, to to set this up for them, can it be part of a of a SOC, and can they have? Is there some sort of multi-tenancy built in where they where they can, for example, have a, a multitude of customers that are linked to one partner and then linked to VMware? That, that, that is something that I um, that I'm thinking about at this moment. Okay, how is this? Is, is there a possibility? Yeah. Uh, and and and, and yeah, what are the possibilities? Yeah, well, that, that that's a good question. Well. Uh... To be honest, the, all the details about you know how partners can integrate, I think there will be uh, much more you know information in the upcoming months. But this solution is always you know it's of course multi-tenant. So uh, I can imagine a partner handling you know if customers themselves they don't have well many customers they don't have you know an IT team a big IT team like we can say they can rely on partners to handle these things for them. And you know partner can also use this cloud-hosted environment because of course every every customer will have their tenant and they can they could be able to handle this specific part for the customer and again the, the big thing about this is like the the simplicity in which you know maybe the partner will uh, maybe the customer has an sd1 solution uh, managed by the partner itself and the partner may decide okay let's do let's let's maybe expand that sd1 into the secure access not yet with the secure you know 
lower security because we have already, I don't know, maybe we have an agreement with our security vendors and, you know, this agreement will start in two years. So I don't need yet that security part, but I will need the secure access. So we, you can expand at your own pace and you can, you know, partners will be able to manage that from, on behalf of the customer. So this is perfect, you know, this is possible uh, because as well, the cloud infrastructure will be multi-tenant, of course. So, you know, each customer yeah. will have your tenancy and the customer will decide if they will want to manage it by themselves or using some some partner. Um, I was thinking as well, uh, what you said earlier on, eh, for example, that the NSX firewall stuff, okay, if it's all integrated into each other uh, at a certain moment in time, um, it, it might get for those small teams two between brackets again, complex um, to, yeah. to manage everything. And at that moment, yeah. moment in time, I think a partner can can be the one that ties all the knots together and 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 brings a solution forward. Yeah. And that is that is something that is uh, I think of, of great relevance for uh, for Absolutely. the landscape and for our customers. So, Absolutely, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jean Piero, how how do you see the future then? Because it it does sound like we're bringing a lot of applications to the edge, and it sounds a bit like that the traditional perimeter. Is, is going to disappear and perhaps uh, even the, the function of a traditional data center. I for The reason I ask is in, in a lot of the recent conversations I have with customers, it's either all cloud first, right? Mm-hmm. Where this sits very well and eh, where these solutions that we're discussing here today sits very well or a hybrid where there still is some... Uh, important information that needs to be secured within a perimeter that the customer secure. So not mm-hmm. something they want to put, put, put in the cloud. How, how do you think that this is going to evolve to in, in, in a later stage? Um, you know, the, the role of the traditional data center, the role of the edge, where does the, the weight yeah. sits? Yeah, I think, I think the, so all enterprise will become more, let's say, um, hyper-connected. So they won't be just, there are, There will be really lots of patterns here. So there will be enterprise that are maybe, you know, for those big, I don't know, financial customers, they will, they, they are more resistant into going to the cloud. Maybe they want, they want to have everything on-prem. Maybe the other companies they have, you know, they, they just have multiple clouds because they have, they have, I don't know, agreements with different vendors. So there will be a really lot of variety out there. So we can have, and that's, that's one of the big things about Again, SaaS is that it offers you the flexibility for connecting to multiple clouds, for example, for having this hybrid cloud that you talked before. So for having applications talking on the on the on-prem data center, talking to applications on the cloud. So you can have all of these different scenarios. And you know, I think today there are a lot of enterprises that are, let's say, covering this path in which they are migrating. Uh, workloads into the cloud. So they are looking for some solution that can allow them to, let's say, facilitate this migration to the cloud. And I think in the future, we will have this, as you said, there is this hyper-connected network in which there won't be any kind of perimeter, you know, perimeter point. There won't be any kind of, of yeah, of simple point or, you know, or single point when all traffic will be coming in and coming out. So it's important to provide this intrinsic security on your network to have everything, all your traffic protected. And you can be, you know, you can be easy and you can, you know, you can be sure that your traffic is protected, not for, let's say, not for the traffic outside the enterprise also as well, but again, to traffic protected 
with the context of usage. So trying to understand what is the traffic that your enterprise is, you know, it's 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 doing the traffic that your enterprise is generating, and based on that, we can you know deploy like a baseline, and then all the things above this baseline. So all these things that are not according to this baseline can be categorized as anomaly things. So this is another way of security. So having this kind of protection, intrinsic protection against uh, looking at your traffic instead of looking at you know other kind of traffic outside the enterprise. That, that, that's a great answer, especially when you mentioned intrinsic uh, security. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on, honestly, I, I think our timing here could not be more perfect. And, and the reason why I, I go, the reason why I think about that is because I don't know the timelines here, but uh, approximately 12 years ago, we uh, had 3G and then we moved to 4G. And remember how that changed our use of our mobile yeah. phone, right? And now we have 5G around the corner. So low latency, super high throughput, a tremendous amount of data. That's probably yes. also going to change how we are consuming those mobiles. Yes. And now adding on top of that a manageable, consumable, secure, highly secure, uh, flexible, etc., etc. All all kinds of positive adjectives on top of that transport layer. I think we could not be better positioned to to yeah. start doing as they went and and sassy like uh, uh, behavior. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And 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 yes, it's it's it's, it's flexibility, you know, because normally enterprises have from are from different industries. They are there are they need different things. So the 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 this in this era in this time this period the period the way in which we can provide as you said flexibility and simplicity you know the way in which enterprise can consume security and networking in a simple way because that's at the end of the day that's also a big part of you know of of our solutions like to provide flexibility and especially simplicity you know you have you have your partner or the IT security team able to make all the configurations all your policy may you know create the scenario they desire using a simple way in a simple way using a simple interface with, with what you just explained now all of a sudden the the penny also dropped because of an acquisition that we did late last year or mm -hmm. mid last year which was a Nianza. yes and uh, Nianza, we renamed to Edge Network Intelligence, ENI mm -hmm. uh, for short. And uh, from what I'm, perhaps you can highlight uh, on that, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but um, yeah. what, what I understand from it is that we now have the ability to monitor application behavior end to end from um, a device, whether that's mm -hmm. a mobile device, I gather, but probably a portable that sits on a Wi-Fi that uses the Wi-Fi to start, you know, SASE, to start the, the tunneling towards the, the pod, towards the backend, towards the cloud, towards the data center, um, where then probably other monitor, monitoring tools like, like Vera and I will, will play a role. But it seems that now we have all tools at hand, and perhaps I'm missing something, to properly monitor Manage, yes. you already mentioned the, the manage yeah. part, but also monitor the, the quality of what it is that we're, you know, yes. giving yes. to our customers. That's right. And and actually with any, you know, the edge network intelligence, that, is, that would also play a big role, you know, in, in the SASE scheme. Any, is, as you say, is the way in which we can have more insights into the, you know, into the branch, into where the end user is. And with that, we can also have 
much more insight, uh, statistical data about, for example, uh, uh, application performance. Uh, for example, we have a good integration with Zoom. Uh, we can have also data, as you, as you mentioned before, with Wi-Fi. We can have uh, data from authentication transactions. We can have data for DHCP, radio. So in this way, we can have these kind of uh, machine learning algorithms that are able to compute all this data, to get all this data, and perform some some this you know this 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 analytics data, this analytics engine, uh, in order to let's say show this data and have some intelligent correlation. And with this, I mean, for example, if you're, if you're using some application and you are facing any kind of issue with this, you know, any solution, you will be able to see if your application is not performing well because there is a, a failure on your Wi-Fi performance, maybe, or maybe there is, you know, some kind of, of, of problem in the DHCP that is not giving you the right address IP, maybe it's a problem in the DNS, maybe it's a problem in the, in the radio server, authentication server, maybe it's a problem where the application is hosted, or maybe it's a problem in the one, you know, maybe in the one. So the whole idea with any, and, and you know, the, the, let's say the, the future with any is to have a self-healing network. So in the, in, the way, in the way that if, you know, the any uh, realize that there is a problem in the one, for example, or maybe the application is having some difficulties, uh, automatically it will indicate the VCO or the orchestrator on SD1 to, let's say, prioritize that application into the one. So in this way, this is the, you know, this is the future, of course, it's not ready yet, but I think the, the, the whole idea of, of, of any is to have this health-healing network in which we can bring all this data from this, you know, the internal land, from the branches, from, you know, Wi-Fi, from all these different things that we, not, we don't see on the one, right? This is only data from the end user devices. And we can also grab data for, you know, wireless line controller, for example, and use this data to correlate uh, different, you know, different things into the one, into the branch, and know what's actually happening on every device. So know if that device is having an issue from which thing. So maybe if you see uh, that a bunch of devices are having the same issue, and you realize that those devices are attached to the same access point, so there is an issue on that access point for sure. And we can also compare those results against other industries into the same area. So we can also have, for example, Kind of a baseline so we you build a baseline on the normal behavior and then everything that happens outside that normal behavior is considered an anomaly so you can have this you know way in which you can analyze that thing as well so there is a lot of things going on and any as well you know with sassy plays a big important role also. How, how cool is that it, yeah. it feels like <laughs> i was born in the wrong decade because i, I really <laughs> want to be there when this you know takes off um I have one last question, but it's it's a pretty important one. Um, in in our region, Belgium and Luxembourg, mm -hmm. we have a lot of uh, government uh, and government-like organizations. Compliance is very important uh, for mm -hmm. them. You you mentioned security, which is a vital part of of the offering. Um, you you know, in terms of compliance, like payment card industry or health insurance or uh, you know government institution. Are we doing something specific for those kind of customers? Yeah, yeah, sure. So for with the SD1, for example, we have already a solution, uh, PCI certified. So with the SD1, you can be able to, for example, to create different segments of the traffic. So you can dedicate one of that segment for the PCI traffic. So for all these, you know, 
car transactions and commercial transactions. So that's really doable from the SD1 side. Uh, of course, you know, all, um, I'm, I'm using the example of the one of SD1 because it's the product I, I know the best, right? So for the SD1 side, we have, for example, the orchestrator that is hosted in EMEA, so actually in, in, in Frankfurt. So uh, we have all these, you know, we are compliant with all GDPR rules. We are, uh, and we are always working on these different regulations, you know, um, let's say parameters and, and, and permissions to be able, of course, to provide these services to European customers as well. And from the SASE point, uh, it will be, we are working on that as well. So SASE is not, it's not, uh, it's not, 100% ready yet. So it will, there will be big news this year. There will be a big, big improvement this year, big progress. And uh, of course, what we are waiting is as, as well hosted, um, EMEA hosted SASE pops as well to be able to provide services to our European customers. So that's, you know, that's one of the big things here. I'm, I'm sold. I've, I've, I've got <laughs> further questions. Yeah. And I only have a remark. Because, uh, you were talking about the intelligence part and so on. Uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I have a background in the end-user computing uh, business unit. And of course, we have the intelligence part there also. Well, wouldn't it be great if you could start combining all of those intelligence clouds and end-to-end yeah, yeah, yeah. -end view for a from, from one point of view? That would be amazing. Yeah. And there's actually one, you know, there's a big, big war going on between the end user computing team, especially with Workspace ONE and the secure access component of SASE. These teams are working together to create, you know, a, a, let's say the best possible way or the best, the most simple way to handle this integration in a, you know, in a, in a, in a nutshell. So I think big things are coming. Uh, I think especially on the upcoming months, there are, are going to be big news on, on the SASE side and and yeah i think you know, that's one of the things about vmware right because we have these different set of products these different set of portfolios and we just they are they are there they are active they are working we just need to integrate them right so that and they are working really really well they are leaders in the market and we just need to you know put them together in a simple way and that's it we have we have everything already i think i think from a from a marketing point of view our we have some slides where we use puzzle pieces and I think these are the these are the the, the perfect yeah. way to illustrate what you just said. Uh, we we have all the components in place. Uh, we just need to make sure they click together, and then yeah, exactly. we, we, we we give a solution to the to the market. And I think that is a that is a also um, yeah, what we are what we have been trying to do for the for the data center. Mm -hmm. And um, just to get back to your big announcement, I just. I think you just created yourself an extra invitation to come back on the podcast. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a that is a good good way to run around in circles, but it's a good circle to run in circles. So uh, I'll elaborate on the, the announcement. Of course, uh, we have the Anywhere Workforce uh, event, the leading change event on May fifth, uh, yes. May sixth. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, everybody that's listening to the podcast now, uh, just go and look uh, for leading change on the May 5th for VMware and uh, register for that event. Uh, and afterwards, of course, Giampiero, you're more than welcome to elaborate Thank on, you. on that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do you a favor, Eric. I'll put the link, the registration link in the show notes. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> you. Thank Thank you show notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time. How long are we doing that? That's the first time that I hear about Show notes. Ah well, <laughs> <laughs> give away all the pearls in one in one go. So that's, that's it. it. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Hey, uh, we're, we're, top, we're almost on top of the hour and we try to keep it um, under the hour. So um, yeah, you have an open invitation, Jean-Pierre, and, and, and I'm sure you will have more to talk about in the, in the near future. And, uh, and you already uh, uh, put a little bit of the, of the uh, shine a little bit of the light on the on, on big announcements coming this year. So we're already uh, anxiously awaiting those announcements. Um, so thank you very much for, for, um, for, um, giving us a first view on, on what you're doing and what we can offer as VMware in, uh, into the market. Frederick, thanks for all the intelligent questions. Uh, it's, uh, it's always uh, good, good, to, good to have you on the, on the podcast, especially with the expertise. Uh, and, and, and then the other, Frederick, uh, thanks for, uh, for adding and uh, um, uh, thanks everybody for listening um, to, the, to the podcast. And um, let's, uh, let's talk soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Have a good Bye. day.